Good morning, Shelley. Good morning, Kat. How are you going? I'm good. How are you going? I hope you had a good Christmas. Yeah, had a good Christmas. And uh, yeah, the New Year's just a couple of days away. I know, it's coming up quick. Yeah. So we thought we'd do this podcast on doing a bit of a year wrap up, plus also some goal setting. So we've got a lot of things to talk about this year. This year has been a big one. I think coming out of COVID has given us so much energy and just want to do all the things that we might have missed out on. Oh, yeah, because COVID years were so stifling. Yeah, it's kind of being released. And so, yeah, so t- I want you to, first of all, we'll go with you. So okay. wrap up this year for me. Uh, well, this year has been a little bit crazy for me. I've had nine trips up and back to TAFE. So whether that's flying up or driving up. Yeah, so um, how many Ks is that? How many Ks up and back? Because you're going from Melbourne, Victoria, up until Scone in yeah, New, South Wales. New South Wales. I can't remember how many Ks it is. It's 14 hours drive. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, so it's a big one. So we did that nine times. I've been to a couple of conferences, um, barrier conferences. Um, so that's been really fun. Is there any standout um, conference that you went to? I absolutely loved the uh, Ferry Vet Laminitis Conference up in um, the Hunter Valley. Yeah. Scone Equine Putter. That was yeah. really good. So we did like a day with lectures, including lectures from Dr. Uh, Professor Chris Pollitt. Yeah. Oh, and then we had a day of practical. So we were looking at x-rays and putting different packages and stuff on laminated courses. Yeah, that's fascinating. All right. So what else did you get up to? Uh, well, I've ridden pretty well through the whole year. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty proud of that because that's a big effort considering I've been away so much. And, well. and so much rain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you've done um, well. I'm really lucky, though, that I have a really nice arena that drains well. Yeah. I've been to two clinics with you. Yes, you have. And I had a fall. Yes, your foal. Tell everyone about your foal. Okay, so I had a foal born the first day of Equitana. Um, He is a uh, buckskin colt with four wet socks and a star in snip. And I've called him Harley and he's just the sweetest thing. And what breeding is he? Uh, He's a German riding pony. Beautiful. And who's his mother and who's his father <laughs> so he was a embryo transfer uh out of a man called Thea Kiwiana uh yeah. by Daily Dancer yeah beautiful yeah that was lovely so yeah Equitana was Equitana when I met up with you was you know hearing about the baby <laughs> I know it wasn't quite what I had planned we didn't really get to Equitana but that's okay it was good yeah all right my year my year I was back on with <laughs> clinics traveling around the countryside uh so I, I I look I touched every state of Australia besides the Northern Territory sorry Northern Territory um but yeah it saw me fly I don't know how many flights I I caught <laughs> for 20 mm-hmm. I don't know it was a lot um, it was a lot do you know how many clinics you did I can't even add them up it was yeah, 20 or yeah. well, more than that because you see I do my public clinics which is open yeah, to the public yeah. but I have um private clients that I do in a clinic format as well but they're my yeah. regular uh clients that I see which my book for pri- private 
uh, clients now is is closed. It just has to be closed because yeah, my, yeah, you can't my, do that. I just I just can't. Yeah, yeah interest in my work just really took off uh this year well I was released from COVID, from COVID. Helped. yeah so look I so many clinics so many clinics <laughs> like every week I did a clinic yeah, um, did. yeah and that was it was just so good to get to the other states of Australia and to meet people that have been following me for years and catching up with them and then meeting new people, um, going to new places. You know, like a big standout for me was the incredible facility down in Tasmania, Coal Valley Equestrian Centre. Holy moly, was that one beautiful place. Uh, Like you really can't top that, sadly. It's, um, (laughs) you know, gosh, this very place looked like that. Like it had a lounge room. machine like it was uh, particularly beautiful um people I met around the country just lovely people and beautiful Mm -hmm. horses um yeah so that that was so good to be back like so it's a a, it's a I get like a wave of kind of emotions as I doing it like I'm always thinking you know as I'm flying above the country it's just like how lucky am I to see this to yeah. be able to travel like this. And to have those opportunities to... where this is what you're doing for a living now. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, yeah, how's that living your dream? Like, let's just be grateful for that. Like, how lucky am I? Um, just being able to meet incredible people. So I've got so many friends. That's what's really yeah. good about my job. I really meet people and really get into their lives in that part, which is, you know, all about fulfilling kind of their, their joy on the planet, you know, <laughs> doing what they yeah, enjoy yeah. doing. And getting to meet their horses. Like I know so many horses' names. It's not funny. Um, But then it's also balanced by exhaustion. Like I get exhausted because it's like I can't let down. So when I'm out and about and I'm I'm coaching and I'm, you know. You're on all the time. You know, I've got to be on. And then I come home and crash. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I do feel terrible. I just get, yeah, I get very, very tired. So when I come back from a big clinic tour, it's like that next day I'm wiped out. I'll sleep all day just trying to get my body let down. Yeah. So that, that has been, (laughs) that's been my year. It was so good though, to be able to get back regularly to Western Australia to see my family. Like that's, it was very, very hard leaving Western Australia and then COVID locking me out because yeah. I just expected to come home regularly. Yeah. You know, although I was leaving um, like my mum and dad and my brothers and, you know, a whole lot of very, yeah. very close friends because I've lived over there for 27 years, it was like I was still going to come back regularly. It wasn't yeah. such a big thing and then to be locked out <laughs> for all that time was heartbreaking. So very, very meaningful to um, be able to get back home and, and feel free and not restricted in my own country. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. So that was really my main focus. I did a lot of things, like I, I built more courses. Um, yeah. I'm really happy with the package that I've created. Like I feel like it's documented now, like my yeah. step-by-step process is documented and I was really glad. Your to- legacy is made. Yeah, like it's like it's done, <laughs> you know, like that's done. Now I'm just adding on bells and whistles, you know, yeah. like um, that kind of thing. Book sales went up. Oh, the other thing that I started doing was workshops with just sit down workshops. Yeah. No horse. No horses. No nothing. Get in here, sit down. And and they were great. Like 
the feedback that I had from that was so cool. Uh, I love one lady who she said, look, I went to you just the two hour, because I do a two hour and a full day yeah. um, workshop. And she goes, I went to, you know, I went, went to your talk. I read half your book <laughs> and she was off, you know, like she's, yeah, you know, yeah. she was struggling to get a horse on the float. And just by that little snapshot, she was like inspired, worked out what was going on. And, you know, that was the most hilarious bit of feedback I've ever had. I went to a two hour talk and read half your book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think she listened to one podcast as well with us. It was so funny. Um, yeah. So they were, they were really good. And yeah. Um, yeah, I, I attended the Your Confidence Clinic in Canberra just yeah. after Equitana. It was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And those people, you know, they're keeping contact with me, which is oh, really yeah. cool. They want to do another I've one. I've met so many people and been yeah. chatting to them and it's really lovely. Yeah. So that was cool. And then um, so that was me kind of uh, professionally and what I developed this year I've really got uh, and of course I've got to give credit to my partner Simon um, you know he does a great job with my website and we just made everything a lot more streamlined you know yep. my booking system and you know my, my clinics um, my first run of clinics have been released from okay. all the places that I go to um, once I've done those I release the next one because I'm going to places most places a number of times um, yep. which is good to be able to give people a lot of support so I did that. Um, but the final thing that happened is I finally got to present at Equitana, even though it had been cancelled, I think, two or three times. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I finally got to present at Equitana, and that was very cool. Um, yeah, I had a good turn up for my, um, for my presentation. So I just decided to do a presentation. I'd never been to Equitana before because um, my career uh, – when Equitana was last on was as a university lecturer and it was slap bang in the middle of university exams and I could never go. Yeah. So I wanted to look at it and it was good being able to go there for the four days and work out what this, you know, what it looks like, expo yeah. looked like what it was and, and how did it work? So I just decided to play it safe and just do presentations. And, and um, I really liked doing that. And it was really cool to um, have a good turnout. And I got good feedback from like the audio visual ladies <laughs> that were on. They gave me, they gave me lovely feedback and, and because they'd seen every presentation and they were like, they thought that was really cool. So what did you do your presentations on? I did it on teaching people how to train horses uh, yep. because that's just so missed. So yeah. it's also horse centric. Let's focus on the horse. Let's focus on the horse when it's just like horse is only going to be good as the person that learns. And, you know, and people are not horses, you know, we're a little bit more complicated than that. So yeah. having a bit more appreciation of the human learner, um, which I think is actually missing from yeah. the horse world, that lack of identification of self and self-awareness of the human learner, but also with trainers and coaches as well. Yeah, you might be really good at training horses, but you don't train people like that. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you got to be very, you know, you got to be, uh, you got to be aware of how the human learns and what also holds humans back from learning. So that presentation was good. And then my second presentation was building talent in equestrian sports. So yep. there's actually a way to um, look at developing um, equestrian capabilities in people, you know, and again, it just requires an understanding so you can be strategic about it. Yeah, because I have this little fantasy that I reckon you can make, you know, if if everyone understood how people learned and building talent, 
and about horses and what's known about you know what works well for them and understanding you know we could make us you know well you could make any country or any place the greatest place on earth you know I think we already have Australia already has a great reputation for you know the the skills of the horse women and men that come out of this country yeah it's just like a whole man you could make it so much better when you understand our culture and you know how we do things and how you could do it a hell of a lot better you know just by being aware of some things like that to me excites me so I'm doing my little bit over here (laughs) I try to do it and I love the communities that I build you know that's you know I love training horses but the communities that sprout up and the friendships that sprout up from it and where they take each other Yes. That's how it works. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. really meaningful when that happens. Yeah, that so, was good. Can and, you tell uh, us some of your highlights for Akatana? Um, oh, who I saw? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I got to I got to see and catch up with a lot of people. It was it was just great when I wasn't presenting, just to be able to sit down and listen yeah. and listen to other presenters and other experts. You know, I, I tried to, I, I actually focused a lot on the health aspect of horses because in 2023, and well, even this year I started, you know, um, a bit more focus on understanding pain in horses and dysfunction in horses or things that can cause issues because it's so relevant to my work. So I yeah. focused on that. Um, and yeah, I, I saw some really super presentations with that from a number of presenters um I really liked the presentation that we're going to have we're going to have her on here um which is Anna Minogue who is an equine dentist I really loved her presentations that she gave at Equitana um very passionate and very insightful um I also you know I got to see the usual got to check out you know the way of the horse um competition and and watch that I got to watch some of the dressage. I got to, you know, I got to watch Mike Langley. I got to catch up with Warwick Schiller. Um, he was very kind and gave me a book. <laughs> um, bless him. And um, gosh, oh, look, and I've got a lot of respect for Guy McLean. You know, Guy McLean yeah. is just an exceptional entertainer, like an exceptional. And so it's it's always um, quality to watch him. Uh Dan Steers was there, yeah. Sandy Simons. There was a whole lot, and I just just made sure that I went around and just you know just just checked them checked them all out and checked out the stalls and what people had and how it all worked. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was that was good. It was good to see how it operated and to see all these people uh, in the one space. Like yeah. that was really cool. And they're all working for the betterment of horses. Yeah. Yeah. And when they knew who I was, that was a that was a bit freaky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I wasn't there for very long because I had my little foal born. But um, I was walking around and it was weird when people were coming up and they're like, "I listened to the podcast." Yeah, and I know. Really therapy. therapy was up there, and that was that was yeah, that was that was a spin out. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of the people at my presentations were there because of therapy. So, yeah, thank That's you awesome. to everyone for listening. And, um, you know, I've had such good feedback. Like one one lovely lady sent me a message the other day going, she just had to fly from Perth to Melbourne. And yeah. she goes, it was the quickest flight of my life because I listened to five episodes of therapy, <laughs> and I, I can't r- believe the flight went so fast. So she goes, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, the going. podcast has done so well this year. Yeah. And I can't believe it. It's it's crazy that people want to listen to us, me. I can't believe it. It was just like a couple of months we were going, woohoo, 10,000 listens and now 20,000 yeah. listens and now it's, it's just yeah. going like this, bang, bang. It's just Yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah, thanks for everyone for listening to us. All right, yeah, that's that's really blown us away. Just a little chat that we thought we'd um that we'd we'd um, record, record. <laughs> turned into something big, and and we've got some really cool podcasts that we're releasing soon. So yeah, there's a whole heap lined up for the new year. Yeah, whole heap. So the set Smith, uh, everyone's got to meet this amazing um, horsewoman, uh, Nashon Cook, uh, Ian Layton, lovely bloke, and um, yeah, and Mel McCauley, really, really cool information coming up there. Okay, Kat. So let's, let's talk about some goal plan, goal planning for 2020. Let's do okay. it. First of all, where would you like to start? Well, let's say why. Why is it important to set goals? Well, I think we can watch life pass us by a little bit, and it's more important that we slow down and we live on purpose, and mm. we take control of where we're aiming to go. Mm, yeah that's so important because life can become a bit like scrolling through your social media feed and yeah yeah distracted and and you just waste this time um so yeah it's about you know being able to well it's all about your attention right to be able to you get things done when you focus your attention and you kind of you you know you don't have to be this extreme but you and you work kind of relentlessly towards that that's how you get stuff done not by being itsy and bitsy and looking at this and sampling this and going down this rabbit hole and up again you don't you just remain stuck and lost and I think that's in all aspects of your life so yeah just being able to sit down and go well what do I want to achieve this year okay so we thought in this podcast we'd ask each other that so Kat tell me what are your goals for this year so my big one is I'm going into my third year of my set for Barry. So I am just here to get that done. Yeah. Is that your final year? That's my final year. Yeah. So it's a little crazy to think I've got this far, but I'm really excited to yeah. finish that up. You know what I tell people when I when meet them? Because people, when they ask me about therapy and they ask me about you, people don't realize how qualified you are like how much of your life you're dedicated to the horse's hoof. So just give us a run through. I know I've asked you this before, but what what have you studied? This this When you finish this door, uh, this is going to be, a, you know, just the end of a, like, was this going to be the latest thing in a long list of your dedications to that? So what have you done? So I started out after school. I went and did a Bachelor of Animal, Animal and Veterinary Bioscience. Yep. Um, and then after that, I did the two-year diploma of equine podiatherapy, yeah. which was the um, nationally recognized like barefoot trimming sort mm-hmm. of course. Um, and while I was doing that, I also studied under Daisy Bicking um, and did a, a what she classes, the diploma at the time, of recognizing hoof distortions, which is like reading x-rays and laminitis rehab and glue-on yeah. shoes. Um, and then when I finished that, I went over to America and I spent a few months living over there in the Farrier School over there. Mm-hmm. And then I'm currently doing my set for. 
Yeah, so you've really dedicated a lot of your life to understanding horses' feet and how to support them. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is this is going to, yeah, so this year we'll, we'll bring the end of that particular. Um, yep. You can be able to tick that off. Yeah, very then, cool. I get started on the next thing. Yes, we won't go there. Just we like... won't go there. That's 2024. <laughs> that's that's this uh, podcast in a year's time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and then my other thing is, I'm not sure how I'm going to make it happen, but I would really, really like to get Roger out and about a little bit yeah. more. Maybe do a couple of comps and see where we're up to. Yeah, brilliant. All right, me. Yeah, okay. what are you up to? Well, I am number one going to survive my clinic schedule. If you yeah, it's it. craziness. Yeah, so my clinic schedule's on my website. Um, you sent it through to me the other day and I was like, I yeah. don't know how I would survive that. Yeah, well, I sent it out to all my website subs- um, subscribers and a lot of the clinics have actually been filled even before I've even released it to the public, which I've got to do, I think, tomorrow. I think yeah. I release it. Um, yes, yeah, so I've got to do that. Um, which I will. <laughs> I will get them all done. Um, my other goal is um, is, and I'm going to read you this, right? Because this is a goal for teaching people. Yeah. Okay. So I just read this, um, and it's from a client. And she goes, hi, Shelley, I hope you had a good Christmas break. Something has dawned on me, strangely enough, through silly Facebook reels. I've been able to decipher my learning restrictions. I've always found horse training programs or courses overwhelming. Like, I do not know where to start. It's muddled. Though I realize others can follow it easily. I wonder what's wrong with me. I'm not sure where to start, let alone step forward even though I can see the progress with my horses. I love the idea of following a plan, yet I can't see it. It's in front of me, plain as day to to everybody else. I guess through these Facebook reels, I'm now not feeling so stupid that I do have a learning difficulty. Um, You know, all my life, this has been the case. I've just been unaware of it. My subconscious is blocking me um, or, or, or something similar. I'm not sure. Um, where I'm going with this is are you able to spell it out for me a bit I'm happy to go right back to the start if need be I'm about to go back you know into a new job and I'm going to have some more money etc things like that and so this was such a a beautiful insight because this is what I really struggle with so you know there's lots of people around the world that do my courses and I do spell it out. That's the thing. My courses are spelled out. You do this, 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 and this, right? They're not like a training library of hundreds of videos. Random videos, yeah. Not at all. Like I go, because I focus on building skills in people. You need yeah. to do, you need to be able to like handle a rope. So this is what I'm going to teach you how to yeah. learn this, do this step. So I use people, I use training horses, to train a particular skill in a person and they go hand in hand. The horse needs to learn that and you need to learn how to do it. And I break it down to something really simple. Yeah, but this is the thing is that's really interesting. So there's lots of people doing my courses, right? However, people love me just to coach them. I just want, just give me a lesson, right? Or I just, you know, they love, they love my lessons. They love coming to my clinics. But then when it comes to, you know, and like just say I go to a, a clinic spot or a, and um, they go, oh, when will you be back? And I'll go six months. And they go, oh, you now know, what? 
six months, what am I going to do with that? You know, it's just like, do my course, <laughs> you know, like it's all there. I'm there. I'm in that course telling you step yeah, by yeah. step what to do, showing you, detailing multiple ways, you know, problem solving things that might go wrong. I'm there, you know, but they, they balk at it. And it's for that reason, that reason, that insight there is because I think people are a little turned off or they feel overwhelmed by doing a course. So what I'm going to try to do is what my goal is, is to be able to present it to people so it doesn't overwhelm them. Yeah. It doesn't trigger this massive investment of time or where to goddamn start or I'm going to have to be six years, you know. like. So this is my goal is to be able to help people be able to get started and keep yeah. going um, yeah. in a way that overcomes all those limiting beliefs that kind of hold them back or that sense of overwhelm or those those negative associations they have of doing things. So basically it's like horse training. <laughs> but, but, for humans. But, but for people to try to get them yeah. over the hump of what they've got to do because my job is how I see my role in what I do is I want to set people free. I know the skills yep. they need. I need to know what they need to know, learn how to see. I need the skills that they need to have. And that's why I focus on putting a foundation on the horse. If you can put a foundation on the horse, you can, pre you can protect and solve the horse from 99.999% mm -hmm. of problems. And you're able to become a very good decision maker as well as very discerning about other information out there. So my job is if you if I can help people to be able to set them free so they can go and explore the world and add on into whatever discipline or thing they love doing. That's my job. But yeah, but people have this block to it. And that which that lovely client just spelled out, this is the this is the block. Um okay, so that's one that's goal. number one. <laughs> yeah. Next goal is as I'm carrying on with learning and getting better when it comes to identifying pain and dysfunction in horses yeah. and how to help with it. Because you see, that's what I'm up against. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot of the time when you're going to clinics, that's what yeah. you're seeing again. That's, again. The, that's the majority of the problem out there. So look, there is, I shouldn't say that I'll turn it around. It's, it's the majority of the problem with the really tough cases. Yeah. Most horses are just confused. And once I iron out the person and give them some skills, the horse just flourishes, off they go, they're off. But the tough cases, like the Rogers of the world, the tough cases, yeah. there's a physical element to it. There just is. Um, but you see, I'm dealing with people that might be quite remote, that don't have yeah. access or don't have the funds or yeah. are just, you know, or the sad thing is, they take their horse to the to the vet and the poor vets can't find it. You know, they can't yeah. see it. insidious. It's hidden. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course horses can't talk and no one necessarily has, you know, a portable MRI machine they bring around. And even if they did have one, where would you know where to start looking? Yeah. So that's, that's it's really just skilling myself up because I'm pretty good at, um, being able to identify if a horse is mm -hmm. struggling in some way because I, I use learning to be able to tell me that I'm pretty good at being able to see it because I can I just have after you watched horses a lot it's just something within the way they move that you get triggered that this is mm -hmm. this, this isn't right 
But what I need to do is be able to see it in embedded, help people localize a potential problem. Yeah. Um, and I do have some treatment skills. I do have a bone therapy um, qualification in equines um, and I am skilling this up with a little yep. bit more. I'm working with Tammy Alkaram in, in the USA. It's so exciting. So I really respect her um, understanding and eye for horses and her treatment. Yep. Um, so I'm skilling myself up in that department just so I can just add an extra element to help these people. It's all well and good for those people um, that have lots of money and they live close to the equine hospitals. <laughs> yeah. There's actually not a lot of them. You know, what, what do I do to help the poor person out in, you know, Geraldton in Western Australia, you know, yeah. where they're lucky to have a vet, you know, like and, and no body, not many body work, but not a lot out there or or a big thing which you'd know just hoof care providers you know like a lot of problems that I'm seeing are just in hoof care but just being able to have better eyes to be able to give um like better directional advice about what to what they can do you know that's that's my goal is just to skill myself up be able to see more detect more pinpoint more as much as I can do in my capacity of not being a vet but being able to be a trainer that can refer people and who you know go and see this person or go and see that person or try this or you know if you just got access to nothing and not a lot of money this is what we can do rehab wise we'll just yeah, let's yeah. just treat it like this and yeah. just see what happens and see if we can get any improvement yeah because I just feel like I'm working for the person's frustration, but I'm there for the horse. You know, like I can see them struggling. I can see it. Lots of people can't. I can see it because I'm lucky and I get to see a lot of horses that are in a similar situation. So just skilling myself up more to be able to articulate what they're struggling better and how they need to be helped. That and yeah and not only that, another thing I'm doing, the final thing that I'm doing is I've got a horse. So, um, yes, I know, shock horror. So I found a lovely horse um, that needs to be worked. So i got to get my, my I've got to fit this in, right? This is all part yeah, of my, yeah. my, for myself and my self-well-being. I have been so, well, I own two horses, but they're on the other side. Yeah, of the, yeah. Right? And they're both kind of, well, one's retired and one's kind of semi-retired because he's recovering um, from quite significant um injury that he had and so he's not ready just to bring over to the other side of the country (laughs) over here so anyway I found a nice horse um just to ride which would be very good just to be able to document that kind of daily because I do like I touch and work with horses nearly every day um when I'm not on holidays and you know but I need I just need my you know I need my own time and your riding fitness and all those things yeah I need my riding fitness um back because um yeah, I just, I've always ridden a lot and I've gone into this time period just giving clinics and it's just like, I need those skills back. That's very important, but I need to experiment and explore as well. So, and that's what I do when I play. So I've got a, I've got a beautiful horse to play. In fact, I've got a few horses that I can play with. So I'm really looking forward to starting that in the new year. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So that's my goals. (laughs) So do we want to talk about how you set goals and those kinds of things yeah so Kat tell me what you're doing with yours so okay. we just basically told our big picture what, what yeah yeah tell me more 
So I take some time at the end of the year. I find it's really nice between Christmas and New Year when you don't really have much to do. I don't know. For me, the time just disappears. Yeah. So I put some time aside and I sit down and I write out all my goals and I break them into like steps that I want to achieve. Yep. And I'm a big planner. So I have a big yearly planner and then I go through and every quarter I write a note to go back and check on those goals to make sure that I'm working towards it. You're on track. Achieve them. Yeah. Well, doesn't that make sense though of someone who's achieved so much like you that you did <laughs> like that? <laughs> Very important. Yeah. So and then how- you can also look back and see what you've done in previous years. So I, I do lots of things, but I, I reflect on the year and what I was grateful for and what I enjoyed and what I learned. And that gives me ideas of the important things that I want to focus on. Yeah, that's beautiful. You're a lot more, um, that's a lot more detailed than me. So what I do, because yeah, but how I do is meet more because I'm global. See, that's why we work really well together is because I'm like the globalist and you, you're very good at getting down to the details. You're very good. The nitty gritty. Yeah, you're the nitty gritty. So that's why we work so well together. With me, so what I do is I write, I do write them out and I do write them into kind of aspects of how, what I want to do. Yeah. And then I use that as a list that I tick off. Yeah. That I tick off. And I am the one thing that I suppose gets me through that is that I am relentless. Like yeah. once I start something, I'm relentless until I'm not gonna stop. Able yeah, to. yeah. One of my and I think it was like probably from all the study and stuff that I did at university, one thing that it taught me to do was to sit down and do painful things. <laughs> so yeah, if I have to read something, do something, or pick through something that seems arduous I can do that and that's yeah, yeah that's something that I've <laughs> had to learn how to do but that's how I do it um so yeah and so I, I've got all my you know notebooks here I'm thinking through my notebooks and they're all lists crossed off crossed off crossed off and so yeah. every day I take the list from the day before and I kind of rewrite those things yeah if I can't yeah. just fit it on the same page, but I'll go and I'll rewrite them. What am I doing? So I know where my time's directed because I, I got to, and you got to, yeah. work you're on the road. We're both on the road a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a running like to-do list in my notes of my phone. Yeah. Um, and then I share it with a person or two close to me. So they keep me ticking those off and making sure I'm doing them. Yeah. You're good. You're good. I've got me and I've got a Simon. Good job. in fact we've got this um i'll show you and we've got this little um see this little white whiteboard oh that's that's very important that's our co-whiteboard again it's just a list that we tick off but they're all there yeah yeah and you can't avoid them because they're right in front of you yeah the the other tip i'll to just just for getting things done so just to run through my life just in a bit of a nutshell i get up early and i do i have a coffee Right, we have a coffee, yeah, have yeah. coffee together with Simon, and then I um, exercise, mm-hmm. get my exercise out of the road, and then before kind of a look at an email or a message or anything like that, they can get distracted. I sit down and I plan what I've got to do. Um, I have a look at what I've got to do, and I set all that up. Yeah. Then I might answer some messages. It's actually better if I kind of leave that till like after eleven o'clock. But yeah, I just. Um, just gets stuck in and just do all get that out of the way really early 
So, and I just have a list of what I want to achieve that day. And, um, and I see how much of that I can get done. I but love early mornings. Yeah. 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 Well, look at you, you get up and the first thing you do is ride your horse. Sometimes at the moment I am getting up and going walking with the dogs. Yeah. But that's because you're not, you're, you're not sp- home, <laughs> not home at the moment. <laughs> we're on, we're on holidays. Yeah. Oh, Kat, well, what a year we we've made had. it. We've had a good year and a great year coming up. So here's yeah, to 2023. So yeah. I know. And thank and you. more to- clinics and more time together. That's right. Yeah, very true. And thank you to 2022. We had, we had a bit of a ball. <laughs> thank you. All right. Shall we wrap it up there and get Let's started with it. your day? Good to talk thank to you. Thank you, Shelley. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Canter Therapy. You can find us on Facebook on Canter Therapy Podcast. And if you'd like to know more about me, Dr. Shelley Appleton, you can find out more about me on my website, calmwillingconfidenthorses.com.au. I'm on social media, Facebook, Dr. Shelley Appleton, Calm Willing Confident Horses. And I'm Kat. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Forenza Park Equine Services or Instagram at Forenza Park. If you would like to leave us a rating where you're listening to this podcast, we'd appreciate it. And we look forward to hearing from you.